Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I interview lots of leading guitar players and also for the last couple of years been having great fun doing the iconic roundtable series with my friends Gabor Jessica. Ahoy hoy. And Rob Rhodes. Hello. Hello fellas, good to see you guys. You too. So this is an emergency podcast of, of sorts. <laughs> we need a jingle again. The hardest of hard-hitting news coming to you from uh, GSP headquarters. So we've recorded a bunch of uh, episodes recently, but of course NAM has struck NAM, the NAM annual NAM conference, and Rob sent a little link through. Said, "Oh, check this out. Maybe we should talk about NAM and." You were Any there, excuse man. to hang and talk guitars is a good one. So we we jumped in. I used to do a NAM show um, when before the COVID sort of break, and I had um, Michael Ross from Premier Guitar did a bunch of them with me, and my friend Gav Moore from Coke Guitars here in Sydney. He does all the setup and guitar and amp work for me. He's fantastic. So uh, shout out to those guys if if they're tuning in. But NAM's been off the table or off the venue, I guess, for a few years mm. due to the pandemic stuff. But this year, back in person, a little bit later in the year, April instead of January, and uh, but still happening. So what we're doing tonight, we're just looking at a few things from Nam that we found interesting and uh, share it with the happy listeners. A couple of fun facts before we start. Really interesting. There was no Fender Gibson PRS or Boss Roland this year. Um, so kind of interesting. The Fender mindset was that during the pandemic, they found different ways of getting in touch with their distribution team, getting info out, etc. And really, they, they weren't sure if it was going to be a financial benefit to actually do it this year. I know when I was speaking to Michael Ross a couple of years ago, the legendary journalist, he would say, you know, there is talk, you know, how relevant is NAM? Um on the other side of it, for guys like us, you know, we get to see a lot of new stuff at once, and mm. that's pretty pretty fun as well. Before we get into the gear for this year, guys, what's what's your take on NAM? Has it been an annual view fest? Uh, something you've always gotten into? I like NAM. I always watch all the all the footage, uh, all the videos. Um... Because I, I I I love a lot of that electronic music stuff as well. So I, I um, there's channels like Sonic State and stuff like that that show a lot of keyboard, new keyboards and synths and plugins and all that sort of stuff. I, I I'm a massive gear nerd, so I I like Nam. Um, nice. I always wanted to go to Nam 
even though the older I get, the less likely I think it is that I'm going to go because I just can't be bothered. Okay. <laughs> but, and everyone, everyone I know who's ever been there has gotten sick while they were there, what they call namthrax. So I don't know. The yes. thought of flying long, long, <laughs> long, long flights, lots of people getting sick and then coming home, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's cool. I like yeah. it. Nice. How about you, Rob? You obviously kicked the ball off, so you're yeah, a fan. Yeah, I've actually enjoyed the last couple of years. It's one of those things I think COVID was good from a perspective of people like us who can view it from afar because mm. they had virtual mm-hmm. NAMs and you, know, you got to see everything. Before, it seemed a little bit sort of of a closed shop. Like I know friends that used to go over and, you know, it seemed like this kind of cool kids club for a while but then the pandemic opened it up to the whole world and youtube opened it up to the whole world and i think it's been great yeah yeah um but i think it's also that's probably the reason why fender and gibson and those other companies don't feel the need to do it in person anymore because they have such a a presence and a network of people showing off all their new gear constantly so Mm. they don't need to pay whatever it costs to set up a tent there and and show their wares when they can just give it to people like Gabor Jaseka. Hey, um, yeah. And, I wish, uh, I wish uh, any of those aforementioned <laughs> companies would give me anything, but they don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm just uh, planting the seed for them. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, and Gibson, feel free to send me stuff too and I'll – they just give Kirk Hammett stuff and get him to uh, show it off on how it's done. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you know, slightly, slightly larger audience group there. But. Yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed it, but I think I like it better now, which is why I sort of vibed to do this episode. Yeah, and there was some yeah, cool stuff nice. this year too, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely. One one idea, I guess, without the some of the bigger names, uh, maybe it gives people in the middle and on the yeah. fringes a little more... Exposure, maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It probably. definitely gave some companies or some of the things we're going to talk about probably wouldn't have been featured on Premier Guitar's channel or um, Reverb's channel or any of the major channels um, mm-hmm. if the big wigs weren't there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. probably uh, probably make some space. Yeah, mm. very interesting. Very interesting. So, all right, well, let's jump in. Rob, do you want to kick us off then? Sure. What what's your first uh, fun pick? We all we all chose sort of three ish things, and we'll talk about those a bit. And there's a few honourable mentions which we'll give a shout out at the end. So what I've was got, your a, first I've one, got a bit of one of my three is a bit of a wild card. I don't know if you looked at it. Let's maybe keep that to the, <laughs> the end. Yes, <laughs> that popped yes. up on someone else. That. that some popped up on someone's YouTube channel today when I was uh, oh okay doing some quick homework. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. So my first pick is basically the first thing that I saw, um, which was Magneto's guitar new release, which is the Superlux. Yeah, um, nice. Great looking guitar. Um, I guess I'm just pulling – I had a photo of it. There it is. And um, kind of like – yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a sort of – Half offset, half stratty kind of thing with an F hole and a Bigsby and a couple of yeah. Even the pick guard has a resonator vibe about it. it has a Duesenberg esque vibe to it as it well. It does, that's yeah. Like, of, is it the of, Paloma? 
that art yeah that art deconess of yeah. it yeah yeah mm, nice um and for anyone who hasn't heard of magneto guitars before their sort of claim to fame is eric gales his signature yeah, model right. he plays yeah. the magnetos mm-hmm. uh he sort of brought them to the fore there's obviously other uh, artists but he seems to be the the best known one but yeah a bunch of colors and um those real retro as Gabor said, Art Deco looks yeah. that are yeah. Till you said it, I as a Dusenberg owner, I didn't see that. But <laughs> it just it has. I mean, it's not it's not a copy or anything, but it no. has it. It's in that vibe, that same sort of world. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it sounded the demos that I saw. I think it was Premier Guitars video yeah. that they did. I thought that was really cool. And um, with the guy with the most extreme comb over I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, that's. <laughs> Oh man! It was nice to see Jason Shadwick back. I hadn't seen him do videos for a while with Premier oh, okay. Guitar. So mm. yeah, he's cool. Yeah, they need to get Rebecca Dirks back. She was great too. She was great. Yeah. She was great. They're, was they're great. lacking some female representation on the Premier Guitar side at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back to the guitar. I think um, yeah, it. I think I sent it to you guys pretty much as soon as I saw it in our yeah. Yeah. <laughs> group chat. I was like, this is cool. Um, what did Absolutely. you think? Man, I've... I loved it. Oh, No, no, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm just getting my picture up here. Yeah, I thought it was unreal. And I, I chose a couple of guitars which were kind of not dissimilar uh, in, in vibe, but I'm digging it. There was an article out today actually by Guitar World and it was half good, half annoying because their 11 picks or something, they chose a bunch of ours already. And uh, our, Google Doc was out, our, guitar, our Google Doc was out earlier, I'm telling you now. Right. But, um, listeners, list, listeners out there, put, put one fist in the air, shake it, and go, Guitar World! Make sure you're shaking it at a cloud too. Yes. Shake it harder, shake it harder. <laughs> but Guitar, guitar World, they're quite articulate. They said a big theme this year was... Um, let me get this right. Yeah, big theme this year was retro, not repro. Oh. So I thought that was very clever, very clever. So props to whoever wrote that. So they'll talk about, you know, guitars that are not 100% reissues, although, of course, you know, there's a bunch of those as well, but very retro in, in, in the vibe. So, yeah. that yeah, the Art Deco, the F-hole, the... the um, a funky thing on the scratch plate of this, Rob. I, I don't know. Is it a? Yeah, it's kind of. Like, that's what it design? gave me that resonator vibe. But Speed I holes. think it's like a. Yeah, it's like a grill that takes in air. Yeah, and keep it cool. when you're shredding really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't overheat. <laughs> yeah. Looks awesome. So the headstock is cool that. too, actually. Which is. It's, I have it, one question: Do the holes in the pickguard go through to the F hole? And if you hit a stage fan just right. You can get it to whistle. Ooh, <laughs> now that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about feedback. Why, why is he angling? He's trying to find the whistle spot. Yeah. That's great. When you do your cruises, when you do the cruises That's on the right. boat, it's you like, just got to find where the wind blows in the right way. I'll be doing my head in. I'll be like, where's that sound? Is someone feeding back? And it'll just be yeah. the wind going through the guitar. <laughs> I love it, man. All Very right, so cool. yeah, that was my first pick, the Magneto Guitar Starlux. Nice. Well, I might, I might jump in. I might just keep on this kind of funky retro. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Guitar vibes. Uh, I chose the Eastman Julia LA. 
not not a million miles away from the uh, from the Magneto. No, but but the 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 uh, was it Premier Guitars or was it Reverb? One of them. Um, the 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 video um, way less comb over, <laughs> and Sean Tubbs playing. Man, what a you know yeah. he play, he did a demo yeah. for that. And Amazing! What a great play! Um, yeah, he made that guitar sound especially good. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, he's going to make a tin can sound great. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he did sound great on this, and he's 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 still got fantastic hair. Oh um, yeah, he's, he's he's gotten quite exquisite hair lately. That it yeah grew out of nowhere. <laughs> but it's good. Good for him. Good for him, man. So yeah, it's a. I guess it's, this thing's a single cut, but it's kind of elongated. Yeah. Um, it's got all sorts of vibes. It's got the raised center block like a Firebird. Um, pair of hum, not humbuckers. They're P nineties, and again, similar to our last episode when we were talking about the Fender gold foils, weren't really gold foils. Um, these are actually P nineties, but with uh, funky grill, funky foily oh, grills. Yeah. yeah, grills must be. In. Seems um, seems the gold foil is the thing at the moment because Gabor. One of your picks are going to have gold foils in those too. I think the actual gold foils do. So right, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, I know. That's I know. bucking the trend oh, right there. It's, it's, that I is know. bucking the trend of <laughs> <laughs> fake, Bates. fake gold foils. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. So that yeah, that, that was the Eastman number one. A- anything to add on that? Yeah, I think one thing that's kind of that we're talking about those retro vibes. I think Schechter. We're a little bit ahead of the vibes with oh, you know, yeah, like their yeah, yeah. retro range. They did some yes. great yeah. like models like that with the Ray Centers and um yeah. Fuzzlord himself from Rival Sons. He's a big Schechter user. And okay. um, he uses all those retro models and they're all sort of based very similarly designed to this and um, Reverend too. Reverend guitar sort of reminds me a little bit, you know. Yeah. There's some, um, but I mean, it's its own thing. But yeah, it has that that Reverend esque vibe, the sort of slightly squished shapes, and yeah. It's like um, if you watch Riffs and Beards channel with ridiculous reverb listings, it's like someone took a um, solid body seventies three three five or something and just hacked bits off it. <laughs> Yeah, right. And left it out in the sun and it sort of warped a bit. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a beautiful Maybe. guitar and it's, it's using, great. again, another, it's using the um, Les Trem from Dusenberg. Dusenberg, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they look cool. They yeah. look awesome. So another link to Dusenberg, two in a row. Yeah. And cool colour, the blue is a nice colour too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good year for blue. Yeah. I'm going to chuck one more guitar in just so we're, just to put it in a, a little little package deal. I chose the Guild Surfliner Deluxe. Now, this came out last year, the non-deluxe The non-deluxe, yeah. And I couldn't tell if I liked it or not. It looked like it was trying to be kind of cool, but for me, it wasn't quite there. But the deluxe model has has kind of gone there. Same here. And I actually was going to pick it, and then I saw you picked it already, and Uh then I did the, the... Putting my fist in there, in the air, and shaking. Matt, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what happens when you're slow. By the way, uh, listeners, Gabor was the last to fill out his columns, so yeah. um, he had to yeah. he had to search. He had to go deep, real deep. Well, not <laughs> super deep. deep. I didn't go super deep, but 
<laughs> oh, no, I didn't funny. have time. I didn't have time. That's a, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Matt, with the Surfliner Deluxe. Um, I didn't quite. I was a bit nah, when it first released it, especially the the HSS version. Then they did the uh, humbucker humbucker version. Right, I thought yeah. looked a bit better, mm. but yeah, that with that um, Jazzmaster style. What is it? The G GFTS, the Guild Floating Tremolo System. Is the that what trem- they call it? Or yeah. Something like that? Um, uh, it looks great. That uh, to me, that that kind of makes it that that tremolo system. And the only thing for me yep. that's a letdown from the the non deluxe to the deluxe. The non deluxe had buttons, little buttons to turn that. the pickups on and off. Yeah. This one has a <laughs> five way switch. We saw that coming. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. want the buttons back. That's just that's just me, but Yes, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. The um the bridge is called the Guild Floating Vibrato Tailpiece. So oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But it is kind of jazz masterish, little asymmetric. Um yeah. Actually I saw the five way and I thought, oh that'd be much better on a gig. No, <laughs> you're wrong, wrong. I'm shaking my fist be. in the air again. I <laughs> could be, I could be. So they've done, um, yeah, they've added the the new switch. They've put the the uh, tram in, which looks heaps more retro for my yeah. liking. Um, and they've got blocks and a bound neck, which again I think fits that vibe a lot better. I couldn't tell if the last one was trying to just be a a sort of an Funky Strat copy. Um, yeah, it was sort of. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they've, they've ramped it up in just the right ways. New colours are cool too, like a salmon-y pink, uh, dark green, a black. The so, green, yeah. I think the green looks great. That's a really nice looking green. I like that one. Yes. I've already now also, um, because yeah. Guild, um, did I mention that on one of the podcasts? Recently was bought by Yamaha. So Yamaha now owned uh, oh. Cordoba, and, uh, which Cordoba owned Guild. And now yeah, Yamaha yeah, yeah. owns it all. So I already talked to my uh, – I emailed my Yamaha rep, but he's on his way back from America. Okay. Um, I said, you need to send me one of these. So cross fingers, <laughs> I might nice. get one That's of those. Yeah. I thought uh, – I always thought Fender had Guild there for a while. but I think they did. Yeah. There was a while ago, though. Okay. They got rid of it. And then oh. um, uh, Cordoba or Cordoba, or however you pronounce it, um, yeah, yeah. they bought it. Uh, and then it was only mm. a couple of – Maybe January or February this year, like not long ago, that Yamaha bought it. Oh, so okay. Guild is now oh, Yamaha, yeah. All right. That's cool, Gabor. Let us know what happens with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because uh, as soon as I saw it, I went, I want, I need one of those. And I know yeah. I know some people who know some people now. So Yes. But he's, yes. In, yeah, he was in America. So he's going to talk to me when he's back. Yeah, cool, man. That's awesome. I mean, like like we were saying before, you know, is is Nam relevant? A couple of my local music shops, like Guitar Factory in Parramatta, Sydney, and uh, G Sus Four, which uh, not far from Kang. Parramatta. Yeah, yeah, I know Kang. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does yeah. the um the Sire stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They they were over there posting stuff. They were yeah. checking stuff out. So there's yeah. definitely. Uh, well, look, the shop relevant. I used to work for, uh, Music at Noosa here in, in, in Noosa, they used to go over there all the time as well and bring back, uh, you know, NAM exclusive custom shop strats and stuff like that, you know, and you can get some really cool stuff over there. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Cool, man. The one Gabor, thing- let's start. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just, go, Rob. The one thing about that guild I long that made me long for a reissue of the Charvel Surfcaster. Yeah. Yes. Well, East uh, Eastwood 
not Eastman, Eastwood does one of those. Yeah. Eastwood, yeah. They do a, they do a, uh, but yeah, that's a cool guitar. That's one I always wanted as well. It was always my favourite ad in Guitar World magazine. Same here, yeah. I just saw that. I was like, I've got to have that guitar. Yeah. And now they're going for crazy money, even the ones that are in terrible condition. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. pop up on reverb every now and again and you just go, oh. Fender have got like a big <laughs> Fender store opening in Japan, like a mega store, kind of like what, oh, okay. like an Apple yeah. store, but for oh, Fender. Oh, wow, okay. And that's opening in Japan soon. And maybe they'll do some like Japan-only you know, yeah. reissue things for that, wouldn't, like wouldn't the Gibson me. Custom Shop does. And yeah, yeah. Then we'll that'd see. be Because cool. Fender Japan, like we're, we're big fans. We talk about them all the time. They, yeah. they do such cool things. So yeah. Um, and Charvel, Charvel are doing some great stuff at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, the Surfcaster would be a come on, you guys. Yeah. Let's get one. Yeah. All right, Gabor, let's jump onto your list. What do you What do you want to should Should I do kick off gu- with? Should I do guitars or should I do amp? Should I Should I go do something different? Maybe an amp. We've done a few guitars. Amp? Sure. Okay, so the amp I picked uh, is uh, a new release. Actually, again, made in conjunction with a guy we just talked about, Sean Tubbs, with the, the, the man mm-hmm. with the hair, long, beautiful hair, hair. Um, <laughs> is the Rev D25. No, it's the first, the first venture into – I don't think they've made a combo amp before. I think it's all been okay. heads before. Um, and it was uh, – it's – Base, somewhat based on uh, the D20, which if you have the special glasses, you can see behind me there. Um, yeah. Is that the pedal or the amp? No, no, the amp. The, the amp, this that little, like a lunchbox amp head. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, they made a D20 and a G20. The D20 is sort of the cleaner one based on their, uh, there's an amp they have called the Dynamis, which is their uh-huh. more kind of clean Fender-esque kind of um Amp, which is was the D20, was the clean channel basically from the Dynamis. Okay. And then they have the G20, which is the generator, which is the big three-channel monster amp. And now the D25 is, again, taking the kind of clean channel from the Dynamis and from the D20, but it's a slightly um, modified uh, – I think that the EQ curve is slightly modified to make it a bit brighter, more Fender-esque. Um, okay. 25 watts with a 1x12. I think it's a vintage 30 in it that they put in it. Um, uh, but with all the two-note stuff still in it because all the, the Rev stuff, they were, I think, one of the first brands to pretty much say all their amps, everything they make, has a direct two-note cabinet simulation output. So you have the uh, you have the option of either using it just as a combo you can have you can turn a speaker off with a push of a button and just have the um, the two notes output, or you can have both going at the same time. Also, ah, the D twenty cool. used to have a push pull knob, um, which gave it a boost basically. So it's not really a dirty channel, but a boosted clean channel. On that, now they added a bit more gain to it and made it foot switchable. Uh, and also, you can store I think up to six um, IRs on it, which are selectable via a rotary switch. Uh, there are no pictures of the rear of it yet, um, or that I could find anyway. So I'm not sure if there's MIDI capabilities. The D20 is MIDI in the back. So okay. you can actually, via MIDI switcher, when you change to maybe a more dirty channel, you can change cabinets as well. So I wonder if you can do that as well. If you engage the boost via foot switch, maybe you can even change cabinets. So you go from a mm. virtual cabinets from a 1x12 to a 2x12 or something like that. And But, yeah, it's a really cool-sounding amp. Again, um, 
the the I think Reverb did the video uh, and Sean Tubbs played it and showed it off and he makes everything sound amazing as it is. Yeah. Um, but it was a really cool sounding amp and I think they were going for that um, deluxe Reverb kind of esque thing. Okay, but with the extra gain stage and with the two notes thing. Did you guys get a chance to check it out? Yeah, I yeah. watched the video yesterday. I think and. The company, like the the way they're doing all that, it does remind me of Rivera a bit, even though, you know, it's kind yeah. of, you know, their Pubster and those little 20-watt combos. It's got those vibes about it, but just bring it into, you know, the 21st century. Uh, yeah. Yeah, great looking and sounding little amps. Yeah. Yeah, I like all the two-note collaboration stuff. I think there's yeah. a few people doing that now as well. Hey, the um, I think it's the Ashdown amp had a... Yeah, possibly. There's more and more now. Have, yeah. I could be wrong about that, but or maybe it was just some direct outs. I and and little trivia: when I went, how long ago was it? Five years ago now. When I went to Forty Two Gear Street, that's the year when Derek from Rev and um, Guillaume from Two Nights, when they kind of started talking about this, and this is when it all okay. sort of started happening. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and look at me like a schmuck using two cab M's <laughs> in a wet dry, you know, rig. <laughs> Putting them between oh. heads and cabinets, like. Well, that, I was actually thinking that that little amp could be for you. <laughs> I mean, depending if the gain is maybe because you like the gain staging stuff on it. Oh yeah, but I got like four overdrive pedals that I stack. So. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that, that that could be two of those, and I think they're um, from what they were saying is they priced uh, maybe a hundred or two hundred US more than a deluxe reverb, but around that sort of deluxe reverb price. So I think they said okay. sixteen or seventeen hundred US or something like that. The problem so for me, yeah. the problem for me is like I don't, we don't play super loud. But any time I have any amp under fifty watts, it's never enough. Never cuts it. So okay. I've had headroom. Yeah, I've had Fuchs that were twenty two watts. I've had you know Marshalls that are twenty five. I've had you know Silver Jubilees, those sorts of things. And any time, even forty watt, except Class A. So Vox and Orange are way loud enough at thirty watts. But the class A B unit for me, I always need fifty or sixty watts. Um, hundreds too much, but it seems to be that sweet spot for the volume where you get that you can actually boost it enough um, in a lead situation. Fifty watts seems to be the sweet spot yeah. for what I do. Yeah. Cool. All right, Rob. What have you got next? Oh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> so, on my list, number two. So Barchi Guitars, um, they just released the Leonardo Funk Machine, which the name alone just tells you what it is. But yeah, it is, absolutely. It is a baritone um, and it's quite interesting because it has two humbucking pickups, but in the middle position there's a bass pickup mm. that picks up the low strings. And yeah. I think from memory it's got two outputs yeah. So you can yeah. output the bass pickup separately. Um, and he has built and designed them for uh, Corey Wong, Mark Letiri. Mark Letiri, yeah. And yeah. Um, Mancuso, what's his name? Mark Mancuso? No, what's his name? Um, he's the guy that demos Ma- Ma- it. Ma- Ma- Matteo? Mat- is it something like that? Anyway, he yeah, demoed whatever his name it. Is. Yeah, yeah. He he's the one who demoed it at um at Nam and yeah wow like what a what a machine so again mm. it's kind of got 
retro-y offset vibes, but it's very sort of original in its design. It's, it's sweeping curves. You know, I don't even know how you would describe it, but it's got the it's got the from the Fender Oddball series, the Shark Bite. Oh. <laughs> it does a little. Yes, I saw that at the back. Oh, yeah. Hang on, that's a swinger. Yeah, yeah, or it's um, yeah, it does have that, and uh, or it's a refined Parker Fly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's a great sounding thing, and I yeah. I'd love. Uh, I've had a I've had a couple of baritones over the years, and I'm one of those guys who, if I'm not playing something, I can't keep it. So yeah, right. I just it just sits there and gathers dust and depresses me. So I just sell it. Um, but yeah, that a, a, a princely sum of around five thousand US yeah. will get will yeah. get you one of these. Yeah, uh, that's about eighty five thousand Australian yeah, at the moment. That's right. <laughs> And then the shipping's like $3,000 on top of that. <laughs> so uh, currently anyone who's tried to ship anything from anywhere to Australia recently, um, uh-huh. it is a virtual kick in the nuts. But um, <laughs> it, it's just brutal. So, yeah, it, what did you guys think about this one? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, it was super cool, super cool. The um the demo guy's name, I've just looked him up because I wasn't sure how to pronounce it either. Matteo Mancuso. Yeah, oh yeah, Mateo. I thought it was Matteo, yeah, yeah. Cool. He does the um he does a lot of stuff for Yamaha as well. He's unbelievable. Very good player, yeah. He's been doing a bunch of Revstar kind of demo things. Um yeah. they might be doing both, but yeah, man, how fun does that thing look? It looks like a lot of fun. An interesting idea with uh, having a second output for the for the low three strings, so you can always send that to a separate amp, or you can you know affect it differently, or it's cool because a lot of people have um, what is it called the sub the sub pick is it something sub yeah sub mariner sub yeah the one that you can attach to it yeah that seems yeah. to be quite popular. A lot of people seem to be using that. For yeah. a while, there was that kind of trend for the the, the two man band, you know, the guitar and Definitely. drums, the the white yeah. stripes kind of thing. Yeah, where, where they would have a guitar rig and a bass rig and send the that submarine, whatever pickup, whatever it's called, to the yeah. bass rig through Octavus to make it, you know, five octaves lower. And yeah, um, but it's a cool idea. I like the idea of that, and it looks yeah. cool. Interesting look too. Yeah, for sure. At first, I thought the bass pickup was like a thumb rest or something, but uh, obviously the lower pickup uh, situation. I'd love to hear someone like Charlie Hunter or um, Adam Miller, this giant guy, um, have a crack on that. Well, there are quite a lot of videos with Mark Terry playing it. Yeah. And he, yeah. I mean, he makes it sound – he's another one of those guys who <laughs> – anything you put in his hand sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his latest record just – marvel at what he gets out of the baritone you know the yeah. the sounds how clean but how heavy it sounds and funky percussive yeah. and the fearless fearless flyers is that what it's called yeah the yep. thing with yep. him and cory wong and cory wong joe, and that, joe dart and i think bruno yeah. barchi the Makes guy that me. designed this that's where he said yeah he gave it to cory wong he used it on the fearless flyers and that's when latiri went Hey, can you make me one too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as soon as those guys start using them, like everyone's going to get nuts for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Awesome, man. Yeah, that was cool. The baritone, that's a fun surprise. And the guy in a video said, if you buy one of those, it comes with the talent to play like those guys too. So, (laughs) Yeah. Sold. I mean, it's making the price more attractive. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever played uh, or owned a baritone, Gabor? Yeah, yeah. I've got got one over there. I've got an Eastwood baritone and – Okay. I've got well, my aluminium neck is sort of a bar. It's not a baritone scale, but it's kind of tuned to baritone. And there's actually another aluminium neck that's coming. That's kind of being made, uh, which is going to be also. It's it's not a baritone scale, but tuned to baritone. So that's the Ariel okay. Posen thing we've talked about yeah. in the past, where yeah, he tunes it to the octave lower, but still the normal Strat scale. Yeah. With, yeah. with uh, 13 to 70 strings on it or something mm. like that, yeah. Man, yeah. that sounds cool. I keep thinking I've got to do that on some guitar. Well, Not that I'll use it anyway. I'll just play it in my garage. It's, but it's, just, it's, funny. Fun. it's funny I find with baritones or with low-tuned guitars, I'm not a chugga-chugga guy at all, but um, um, just playing normal chords, it just sounds completely different. It has a different resonance yes. and different vibe to it. And I find you come up with very different, you you start playing differently, even though it's exactly the same technically, but just mm. the way it sounds. You start playing your style changes just because of that. And yeah, I really like it. Yeah. I'm a yeah. fan of baritones. I need more baritones in my life. Well, well you there's always one, there's one coming. So Yeah. I always go back to Diesel's like live versions of Come to Me with okay. the exactly Jerry Jones Longhorn. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. just it sounds killer. And he finds a way to reinvent Every couple of years, the way that he does it, but still with the baritone, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful mm. thing. Because it's a Barry on the record, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's tuned down to B. Apparently, so yeah. that original one that he had uh, was stolen. Oh, wow. Um, so, this, this one he plays now is, I think, the second one. And oh, okay. those things are going for crazy money now because, obviously, they're not made anymore. Yeah. Um, I see a few pop up every now and again and go, oh, what could I sell to get that? <laughs> Just to have it in the collection, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. All right, let's jump over. Back to you, Gabor. Back to me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, then my second thing is guitars. So it's it's kind of a bit of a kind of a, a range of guitars instead of just one guitar. But I'm going to yeah. focus mostly on three out of the range of guitars. So um, I reckon I can guess what yeah, three. Yeah, I are. think I can guess what three too. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Actually, so- hang on. Tell us, tell us all five, and then the people at home can guess the three. Okay, so it's the Sterling by Music Man. Um, they added. It was funny. I posted it on on our from my YouTube channel. There's sort of uh, um, we call it the Gear Chat page, you know. And Henning mm-hmm. said, "New colors, boring. That's not news." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> there's different pickup shape, pick guard shapes." There's different bridges and there's different pickups. That's news as well as the colors. That's so new. Sterling have released five. Well, there's more than five, but um, because there's different models within each. But the five shapes basically you have the um, uh, the Saint Vincent, uh, which yep. they've introduced the uh, the Goldie, which is the from her latest incarnation of Music Man as well. Different pickguard shape, three gold foils, foils which I believe are. Gold foils, not other pickups in it. Ah, um, also controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's crazy. <laughs> um, they released um, 
I think that's really just different color. And I think also locking machine heads, the Mariposa mm-hmm. in a blue, which is quite a pretty blue, yeah. actually, definitely mm-hmm. blue. Yeah. They released uh, the Albert uh, Albert Lee um, Music Man with P90s. In a in a green and a really really cool looking vintage cream, it's called. I really like the vintage cream. They've yeah. released the chambered uh, Music Man Valentine or Sterling by Music Man Valentine, um, which is the you know from um, Maroon Five. Um, Maroon Five. Yeah. Um, so it's it's sort of a thin line, I guess, semi hollow, and one of them has a Bigsby on it. And they've released uh, new Cutlass, different Cutlass versions, sort of Strat-style one. Okay, so out of those, which ones did I pick? Um, yeah, I think you've guessed it, but which one did I pick? St. Vincent? <laughs> yeah. Mariposa? No. Ooh. <laughs> what? Albert Lee. Oh. Yes. Oh, I'm going to say the Valentine. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was going for the Mariposa as well. Yeah, see, we see, page. see, see. Don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, <laughs> he must be getting no. old. Um, yeah. he must be getting old. He's looking at he's looking at um, thin line like yeah. oh, semi hollow exactly. bodies now. That, that I love that sort of stuff. That um, that thin line um, with a Bigsby Valentine that looks fantastic. That, oh, I, I think the Bigsby is an excellent. The addition. Bigsby makes yes. it. That just looks yeah. so cool. Because um, it has that little bit Starcaster esque vibe to it as yeah. well. That sort of slightly yeah. melted, somewhat offsetty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with the Bigsby, it looks fantastic. So, um, and I think it's all it's um, the quality is quite good of a lot of the Sterling stuff. I haven't played much Sterling stuff. Uh-huh. I think but, they were um, talking that they have for these models that the quality control has been sort of increased. Okay. There have been music man's gone and been a bit more like, no, we need to get these up to the standards because with so much competition coming out yeah. of Indonesia, guitars, sires, etc. Yeah, all of these models just they're coming out of the factory in ridiculous shape. Even they can't afford to yeah. for fall behind. So no. Mm. So yeah, so that 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 looks fantastic. That that I think the the Valentine, the chambered Valentine with the Bigsby. Also, yeah, the, the Albert Lee. Um, I always love that. It to me, it just has. It's the most Jetsons looking guitar of all guitars. Yeah. Um, it just has such <laughs> a Jetsons thing to it. And I think with the Bigsby's, uh, sorry, not Bigsby, with the P nineties, and I don't know if you've seen a picture of the vintage cream one. That looks so good. I, I love the look of that. I always wanted a, an Albert Lee, uh, mm-hmm. but I just can't afford it. And yeah, and the Saint Vincent. I just I think it's just one of the the coolest looking guitars. I think all of them have roasted maple necks. Some have um, uh, rosewood. Is it rosewood? I think it's rosewood fingerboard. Yeah, rosewood finger. The Saint Vincent is rosewoods. The Valentine is just um, um, back maple or roasted maple, mm-hmm. and the. The oh, cutlass as well is maple, but it does maple and rosewood by the looks of it. The um, Albert Lee. Oh, my internet's gone kind of funny, I think. But uh, that looks that's rosewood as well. Yeah, the, the, yeah, right. the vintage cream one. Anyway, I don't know if we talked um, about yeah. it before, but the Albert Lee started out. That was the first prototype that Music yeah. Man gave Eddie Van Halen for the signature. Oh, okay, well, okay. And wow. then Eddie sort of rejected it, but. Yeah, Albert Lee was kind of like, ooh, 
Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't actually notice this before, but there's two colors in the Albert Lee, the green one, Sherwood green and vintage cream. The vintage cream also has block inlays, whereas the other one has dot inlays. Okay. And, yeah, I love love that. that, um, Yeah, so pick them. Uh, Sterling by Music Man, guys, or Music Man generally. Thoughts? I know the original ones that came out, um, the yeah, the quality wasn't great, and it's good to see that they're addressing that. Um, I'd really like to see the that Albert Lee with the pick guard from the Mariposa. More of that kind of like, yeah, less of it. Yeah, yeah less, more mm. of a Les Paul special kind of pick guard than a Telecaster Deluxe. You know, like the big all over pick guard. Yeah, um, I think that that would have been better, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. They they look great. Don't get me wrong, but we're just aren't we just so swamped with so many of these new guitars that are just swapping the market at the moment from so many companies. It's like where does it end? Can yeah, can they yeah. all be making money? Don't they? You think they would? Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise they wouldn't do it. But um, they keep doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's yeah. I mean, there's it's 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 endless. Um, um, but I mean that there's a bit of heritage there with this as well. So that's I guess that's an extra bonus with that kind of. Stuff. I mean, I've I think I've only ever played. I've played a a, a cutlass, which is actually I thought was really good. Uh, a Sterling okay, one, yeah. And I briefly played a Saint Vincent uh, Sterling, um, and I thought it was really good too. Um, I, I thought that, I mean. I didn't get much time with either of them, but just to, when I briefly played them, I thought I, I quite enjoyed playing both of them. This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, a comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. All right, well, speaking of uh, lower cost stuff, my next pick is the Warris Fundamentals line of pedals. Uh-huh. Um, it was kind of launched at NAMM. The info was leaked a while ago, but I just found this interesting because Warris, you know, really well-respected boutique, if that word even still applies, probably not, <laughs> pedal company. Um, and they've followed companies like JHS and Wampler who've put out uh, made-in-America pedals but at a, a simpler design, lower price point. So these, there's eight pedals, bunch of drives, delay, reverb, chorus phaser, um, I think there's a fuzz as well. Yeah. Um, but they made like, them better than all the others because they got sliders on them. Well, this is interesting. Yeah, again. <laughs> I love the sliders these. thing. I like it. I really like it. <laughs> I thought it looked really cool, but I thought really on a gig, I'd still rather have a knob, but no. um, they are cool. <laughs> I, what I like about these is that they've all got like a three-mode switch, so they're using the same kind of chassis and design, I guess. They've yeah. all got three sliders. They've all got a three-way little switch. So you've got like three different modes, which is kind of cool. So in a cheaper pedal, getting three flavors of drive or tram or whatever, I think is 
is kind of cool. So in Australia, they're sort of between 160 and 200 bucks, which is not crazy cheap, but if you sort of want to get into that Warris kind of yeah. family line, yeah, it could be, from, could be a cool thing. From what I've heard, they sound great. The the videos I've seen, I've watched a couple of videos, um, yeah. they sound really, really good. Um, For sure. I mean, I haven't played a whole lot of Warris stuff in my life, but all the stuff I've played of theirs, I've always thought was really good. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I, I and I can imagine it being quite good. So, um, well, and I mean quality wise, and and just from the videos I've seen, they sound excellent. So yeah, yeah thumbs up from yeah. me. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think they're awesome. My my biggest my biggest thing when I saw them was like, oh, they're going to be harder to kick, you know, because you're always kicking the knobs if you're a tap dancer. You're always kicking yeah. knobs, or um, they get knocked about constantly. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's really good. And then I thought, how robust are they going to be when they do get kicked? You're going to see a whole lot of these on the used market going, uh, missing the top <laughs> switch slider, but still functions. Um, you know, because we've all suffered that with EHX pedals where, you know, things get broken or fall off. But, I mean, um, you just look at some of the old electromonics pedals and things fall off. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't think I've ever had to keep screwing pedals back together as much as the pogs that I've owned over the years. Like everything, really? side jacks, okay. the um, the screws and the nuts on that and the nuts over the top of the all of the tone controls and just okay. constantly screwing things back together with the AJX. Well, I mean, Mike Matthews, he was the original, let's save any penny we can save of anything anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. with are, they, are they made in America, Rob, or are they kind of just made everywhere now? The AJX, the I think they're still made in the States. Yeah, yeah. still New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. these um these Walrus audio, I saw the interview with um with the guy from Walrus, Sorry, I forgot his name. Colt, I think. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, we, we're doing really good. But he talks to his customers and he just said, they're not spending that sort of money in the first two years of learning guitar. And mm-hmm. he just went, it's kind of an untapped market because what do you buy? You buy the the JHS white pedal range or you get bosses or you buy secondhand things. And he just wanted to introduce some cool pedals that people could mess with early on in their guitar playing career. So hence yeah, the cool. fundamental. It's a good name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a good range of pedals. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think so. time will tell how the sliders go. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't care. They look cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, wouldn't be in a, I wouldn't be in a hurry to add them to my pedal board just because of how like the cables get wrapped up sort of over the top of the pedals and I wonder how they go in transit being knocked but the the, the only problem I may have with them because I have some OCD issues is is that I wouldn't like certain settings just because of the way the sliders are positioned so I would have to change it but other than that <laughs> are you are you oh at everything God. at 12 o'clock guy <laughs> no 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 but I mean with the knob it, it doesn't matter which way the thing points but if you have the three different sliders <laughs> and if two don't line up exactly, you go, oh, I've got to line them up a bit. So less okay. gain or more treble, which one will it be? <laughs> <laughs> 
and you, you can never say less gain, so more travel. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> you should never say less gain. There the, there's you, the mods. Like the first mod of these Warus fundamental pedals would be like, you could choose where you want the slider. It won't matter. You could just. It's just for looks. Purely yeah, aesthetics. Yeah. Just for just for just for rather strange people like me. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's just a little surface mount. The uh, OCD mod. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. You can. There's a button that disables the slider, and there's some little mini like mini things. Uh, yeah, mini oh, tones on great. either side that would installed. Be great. <laughs> some people would buy that. I reckon some people would buy that for sure. Yeah, I probably would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're down to the last couple of uh, the main round. Um, Rob, do you want to talk us on your final Yeah, gadget? so my third pick was like this thing. Again, who's going to buy it? I don't know. It's $2,100 US dollars. $2,100 from Sweetwater. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is the T-Rex Binson Drum Delay Echo Rec. So, um, yeah. or Echo, it's a drum echo, right? So, a la the sounds of David Gilmore, etc., and um, John Bonham's drums and all kinds of things that it was used on. Yeah. But they've painstakingly recreated this thing, and they've even sort of machine their own wire yeah um for the drum and four four record heads and two playback heads some of them. um and just you know an amazing array of, crazy danish people oh, <laughs> seriously the only one they're the only company still making a tape echo really yeah um except for the australian company oh who was echo fix echo fix yeah i yeah. knew you'd know yeah, well, that I, I'd love to get my hands on an Ecofix one. Um, and they're more expensive it, than the T Rex, although they are, yeah. I mean, with the exchange rate, you probably would get the Ecofix cheaper than this thing. Different, it, I mean, the different things too. The Ecofix yeah. is the is the um, space, space echo, echo. yeah, and pretty much a, an mm-hmm. exact replica of the space echo, whereas this is a slightly different thing, but. Um, I think it's really cool. I mean, it, it is one of those things that it's funny. Someone said one, some interviewer saw uh, said that you, for about three thousand dollars, you can buy an original old one that's all overhauled and all made, you know, like new. Okay. Or for but eight nine hundred dollars less, you can buy this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I guess I mean, with this, you have new parts, you have warranty. Um, you know, if something goes wrong. You know, you can exchange things. I'm sure they have spare parts and stuff. But, I mean, from what the stuff I heard of it, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. And I believe there may be one on its way uh, when they come to Australia in sort of May or June. Uh, that one uh-huh. will be heading my way too. So I'm very excited mm, to try no it. No way. That is awesome, man. Yeah, just as a loner, I, I couldn't quite convince them to give it to me for $2,100. They don't think I'm worth that. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm worth that. <laughs> But um, I think yeah. you're worth that. Oh, th- oh thanks, man. Well, can you do the um, can you do the punter test for me and see how it goes when you tip a beer over it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, are you allowed to do that? Because we need sure. some real world testing with this real thing. If I'm going to put it on man. a pedal board, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't right. know if, it, <laughs> it's, if got it, it's got a foot switch. It's got yeah, a foot switch. Yeah, so you, foot man, switch. Yeah, I Come wouldn't on. put it on a pedal board personally. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, I'm getting the tape delay, the replicator as well. So um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah so I'm looking forward to comparing us two. 
That's so good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think the 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 Benson they've made. I think they've, there's only five hundred of them. Is that right? The original ones, or these no, ones? The, the ones they've just made. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's yeah, a it's a limited number, but apparently there's, run, a, yeah. there's a, there, a few of them are coming to Australia, and apparently, mm, cool. And um, yeah, they said they can loan me one for a short while, but That's I have great. to send it who, back. Who distributes T Rex over here? Surprisingly, Cole Clark. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. uh, which actually also one of the honorable mentions. We're oh, going to yeah. get sent one of those too. Oh, sweet. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Don't, there we go. Don't give away the future of the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget. Forget. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gabor's last pick for the night. Take it away, man. This is well, bonkers. <laughs> so this is something I saw. This, I actually saw it this morning. Um, it came up on the Sonic State um, uh, YouTube channel. They talked mm-hmm. to these guys. And I, th- I looked at it and I thought, I, l- I love that sort of stuff. So it's, the, it's called the Instacord. And it's sort of a, I guess, uh, to a certain degree, a take on the Omnicord, what used to be the Omnicord that was around okay, in the yeah. 80s for a while, made by Suzuki. And it's a Japanese company that makes it. And to me, it, it is such a Japanese thing. <laughs> it looks it looks very Japanese. Basically, it's this little kind of, it's sort of a Eiffel Tower shaped, kind of with a bit of flying V with a bit of paddle sort of shaped. Or like yeah. salad, salad, salad fork kind of thing. <laughs> um, it's kind of strange looking little thing. And if you know what an omnicord is, it's this kind of again sort of bean shaped thing. And yeah, you, there's push buttons where you push buttons down, and it, it's different chords. And then you strum yeah. this. It's like a metal plate you strum. And it makes yeah. this kind of strumming sounds, and and guys, Radiohead used it. That's why they're ridiculously expensive now, because right. uh, Radiohead were known to use them, and a few other people. And I always wanted an Omnicord, and when they were cheap, I always went, oh, "I'll buy one at some stage." Yeah. And it, now they're thousands yeah. of dollars. The original Omnicords, but this is it's sort of a take on it. So basically, you have this weird shaped. Looks thing. like the Concord. Con- oh yeah, Concord. That's another thing. Yeah, a Concord. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It uh, looks to me like a um, almost like a game controller. Or, yeah, like a, well, I mean, it's Japanese. You, you essentially play it, yeah, like sort of like a little guitar, but with lots you of have press these buttons. buttons, yeah, and you have a screen, and then you can decide what those buttons do. So you set a key. So if you look close up, I don't know if you've looked at close up pictures of the buttons, but the buttons have Roman numerals on them. So you've got a, like a one yeah. chord, four chord, five chord, six chord. You've got all the different chords. And then you can make it minor, major, diminished, and that's what you do with your left hand. So I guess kind of like an accordion to a certain degree. Yeah, like the, yeah. Okay. But then on the right hand, you have six, I'm guessing the plastic or maybe rubber. Or I don't know what they are, but you've oh, got these okay. six yeah, like strips. Bins. They're like yeah. little buttons. And you can – and it actually, sound, I thought it sounded pretty cool. The guitar sound sounded pretty cool on it. Um, which is why I picked it because it has guitar sounds on it. You can strum yeah. it like a guitar and you can even play individual strings like a guitar. And I think the harder you strum it, the louder it gets. There's dynamics there too. Pick dynamics. Ooh. Pick, pick dynamics. I know. Now with pick dynamics. Um, like the, you know, the, the, the apple pies at McDonald's now with real apples. Uh, mm. <laughs> but before. Um, <laughs> um uh, yeah, and it's and, and then you can play drums with it, and you can play keyboards with it, and you can use it as a MIDI um, 
MIDI player for for software sense and all that sort of stuff. So via USB, you can connect it to your computer and, and use it as a as a MIDI trigger for software stuff. But I just thought it the guitar sounds sound kind of cool. It has a built-in looper as well. So there's a couple of videos because it's actually on a on an Indiegogo thing at the moment. Um, there's a yeah. couple of videos of people playing "Stand by Me" and they do the bass and the drums, and it's <laughs> it's so cheesy and bad, but. <laughs> It's so cheesy and bad that it's really good again, I find. And I love this sort of stuff. So I actually emailed them and I said, send me one of those. I'll do some videos for you. Um, so we'll see if they reply. Nice. I don't know. Because <laughs> I want it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Rob, you, you look uh, you look like yeah, you love this. Yeah, I'd like the piano sounds. And yeah, I just thought it was quite hilarious. But yeah, I the- do remember that Omnichord like the 80s it. show that would be great for yeah. the 80s show for well, you oh yeah maybe if I, I stand in front of a magnifying glass a massive magnifying glass or something but um yeah there was some really cool um high-tech gadgets that came out of nam and i'm not yeah. ready to say this was one of them oh yes it was but it was fun <laughs> and fun is what it's all about so, exactly and that's why i picked it because yeah. i thought it was fun no it was yeah yeah funky Definitely. It's one of those things I'm I'm never gonna get near one of these things for as long as I should live, but I'm super glad someone's come up with it. I think it's awesome. It's not cheap either. If you look at the Indiegogo, the early bird bundle where you get the thing you can pick black or white, you get a case and you get a strap and you get a um, a stand for it, is five hundred and fifty five dollars. So it's not wow. gonna be cheap. I mean, if that's the, if that's like an early Indiegogo thing, you're probably looking at closer yeah. to the seven eight hundred dollar mark. So it's not a budget thing, by the looks of it. Yeah. I mean, it looks budget, but by the looks of the price, it's not a budget thing. Um, it has a built-in it does speaker look too. Like Casio might have yes. Well, a built-in speaker <laughs> instantly says right. something. Fernandez, <laughs> but I mean, that's a Japanese that in the thing. 90s, that's a Japanese thing. That's you have right. to have built-in speakers and you have to have batteries. That's a Japanese thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a must over there. But they're not included, right? No, no, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I so s- they need a- – sorry, Rob, you go. Oh, I was just going to say that um, it just a day ago I saw Paul Davids do a video of the MIDI Pro 2 by ROR Guitars or Raw Guitars. Okay, and it's mm-hmm. got like a chaos pad built into it, and it's got all these things. And I was amazed at the piano sounds and the violin sounds, like strings, just so much stuff it built into it. And I think it's got drum pads as well that you can hit with your fingers while you're playing. And, and to me, like that is the pro level of what this thing is. Oh, that no, one's no, no. actually a, a guitar, you know. There's the six, the six things you, the, the, they're pads that you play drums on as well. So yeah, yeah. Six, the, the, the strings <laughs> become the pad, the drum pad. Come on, man, this is going to be the next big thing. I'm sure. <laughs> You're going to see Slash come out with a with a signature model of that. <laughs> mm, I think you're more likely to see some like million view TikTok videos with it. That's probably well, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> really. Gabor, the big question, black or white? That's that's the big question. I've got white. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I think I think the campaign needs 100 backers. They've got 11 so far, so that's 11% of their... Yeah, 
They've got uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look too good. 40, but they've got fifty-seven got days left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forty-seven days left. Forty-seven. This time, interesting. Interesting. So go, go, people, back them. We want to see the Instacart in the hand of every musician in the world. <laughs> we want. Uh, All right. <laughs> We want Joe Bonamassa's next album be just no, no more guitars, just Instacore. Man, man. It's funny that um, there was another one I saw, which is called the um, Microtonal Synthesizer, uh-huh. um, which was just like a, it looked like a massive toilet seat. Like a wooden, <laughs> oh, yeah, by Soma. Yeah, wooden, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, Soma. And it was like a wooden toilet seat. With all of these brass buttons on it, like sounded cool though. It did. It was like it's the coolest sounding toilet seat ever. Funky stuff. So um, that was one (laughs) cool thing I just wanted to mention because that your pick reminded me of those two things. But I always thought that when you go to a hotel in in Japan and you go to the bathroom, I thought those were advanced toilet seats. But that uh, what does the seashell do? (laughs) <laughs> More Simpsons references. Yeah, oh yeah, my god! Yeah. Oh man! All right. Hey, honorable mentions. Yes. What was just some quick picks? Uh, Rob, tell us yours. All right. So mine was the I had to pick an Aussie company, but also because I thought this is super cool. Um, it's the latest iteration of their true hybrid um, electric acoustic guitar, mm. and it basically they've put a Strat pick guard. On, I guess it's sort of like a thinner, smaller style acoustic guitar. They moved yeah. the sound so this hole. Is, um, this is Cole Clark. Cole Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it sounded great. the The demo at NAM that they did sounded fantastic, and uh, I saw some real world application with it. So I just mm-hmm. thought that that one was definitely worth a mention. Not cheap, yeah, cool. not cheap, but um, I'll, I think. Well, again, I th- very likely I'll be getting one in a month or month or so, month and a bit. Because uh, yeah, yeah Cole, so Cole cool. Clark does t- is a T Rex distributor, which is kind of strange that they're the t- yeah, distributor for T Rex yeah. in Australia, but they're the Australian T Rex distributor. So they're sending me one of those, um, and and the Binson thing and the the tape delay. Yeah, um, I thought it sounded great. Man. I mm. thought it sounded. I mean, it was this huge, um, you know, hype thing with the the Fender. What were they called? The Acoustasonic? Is that what they called? Yeah, Acoustasonic. Yeah, yeah. I just I played a couple, and it just eh, didn't do anything for me. In all, even even though they even made a Jazzmaster shape, but even that yes. just didn't do much for me. Oh man! But that sounds great. It sounds really really good. Cool. Um, let us know. I mean, we we all subscribe. We'll, we'll see your video, but of course you will. That's really that's super cool that you're uh, you're going to get one. Yeah, yeah. So he, so I, I think I talked to the CEO of uh, he replied to, of of um, of Cole Clark. Um, Very cool. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll send us one, but can't keep it. It's just you know like a loan. And I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is how they, it's sort of it's a pickups. So the electric guitar pickup on it, they developed it in a way that. Uh, it evens out uh, the string, the volume of the strings, because I think that's the always one of the bronze, issues. Yeah, mm, um, yeah. The, the wound yeah. strings versus the the plain strings, and and made them sort of all sound even and more like electric guitar strings. And the demo sounded great. Yeah, it sounded oh. awesome. And yeah, I can cool, same here. I mean, if if there's a guitar that's an actual working electric acoustic guitar, I can totally see for me for what I do application in it. 
the nice. Fender thing, I just went, nah. But uh, this, I can definitely see something in that. Okay. Cool. Rob, you also chose the Seymour Duncan Hyper Switch yeah, for honourable um, mention. <laughs> That's cool. Since researching this, it's um, it's not the first time it's been done. Apparently, Music Man tried it and didn't really work out. And there's another guy who designed a 10-way switch that clicks. With with Bluetooth, though? Not with Bluetooth, That's... but you could, yeah, but it was very similar. Um, so what this is is a five-way switch. Um solderless uh, connection. So it gives you where to screw all your wires from your tone, volume pots, um, and your pickup configurations. And then mm-hmm. with three flicks of the switch, it connects to the Bluetooth app on your phone or iPad. And yeah. then you choose whatever pickup coil, phase reversal, um, and polarity, whatever, um, you can just choose any of those in any five position. So if you want bridge and neck of a strat, or you just yeah. want the the north or south, you know, magnet um, with coil. Sorry, with the neck pickup, you can do that. You can get a real mm. telly sounds. Or if you want Very all clear. three on, or you want the middle pickup reversed phase, reverse polarity. You know, whatever, you can just choose any five, select them, and once it's saved, it's saved. Mm. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. I'd be interested to see how easily it fits into some tight sort of spots, yeah. you know. Yeah, sure. I think you kind of want a big swimming pool route and plenty of room in your strap to fit everything in there. Uh, mm. But oh, the the possibilities yeah. of of being able to do that are pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, particularly with Bluetooth, if you can summer even, I mean, this is just thinking completely sort of out of the box. But if you could summer hook it, even hook it up to your to your like, if you have a MIDI foot switch, and as you're changing sounds on the on your with your pedal board or change switching channels on your amp, it also automatically switches to your pickups to whatever you want to switch it to. If you can somehow via Bluetooth connect all that, have some sort of a brain, you know, that runs mm. it on your. I think that I mean the possibilities are endless. I think that's I, I really like the idea of it. Actually, when I first heard about it, I thought, why do you want to switch your pickups with your phone? Can't you just use the? But it's the actual the, <laughs> yeah. the switching, the, the programming routing of, of it. it. Yeah, the programming yeah. of it, and I th- it's a great idea. I think it's a really really cool idea, and the solderless yeah. too because I hate soldering. So, bonus for me. Oh, so over this shoulder is a heat gun because I've been uh-huh. wanting to do okay. Um, heat shrink for a while and helping hands with a magnifying glass and an LED because nice. I do a lot of my soldering in here and the light is terrible and my eyes yeah. just keep getting worse. Um, so I'm like, okay, stop making it harder for myself. But yeah, the solderless thing is really, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a cool thing. But I like that. Well, someone mentioned today that as great an idea of it, it is, if Seymour Duncan overnight decide in a couple of years that they're not going to support the app anymore and it you're goes, screwed. you're just stuck <laughs> with whatever five you chose. So, Whichever wacky five you loved for that one gig. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I guess then you just that's get a new switch. That's the thing, but... isn't it? With all these sort of app-based things, yeah. Yeah, you were doing a Jack White cover show, so everything's like out of phase and reverse <laughs> polarity and thin, and then you're just stuck with your guitar like that forever. 
Yeah. And then you have to All rewire in a five-way switch. And then mm. you do the fist in the air again. Seymour! <laughs> <laughs> Seymour! Um, Gabor, what was your honourable mention? And, in uh, fact, I think you've already reviewed this. Is that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I awesome. Oh, I've got it. For people with special glasses, I've got it right here. Um, nice. So I picked the uh, IK Multimedia Axe one um, so it's a, it's a little interface. You can, uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, the Super Vernals and Maybe Then Better Show, you can watch a sort of a semi quick video I did of this. Now, yeah, I cool. mean, it's nothing super revolutionary, um, really. Um, it's a small um, interface. Uh, it's a, a one in three out interface. So you, you only have one. You have a combo uh, jack input up the front. So you got you can either do XLR or um, uh, guitar jack. Um, yeah, quarter inch. It automatically knows, depending on what you plug in, whether it's instrument or line level. Uh, you've got phantom power. Power. You've got um, actually one of the co- some of the cool stuff on it is you have full MIDI dims in and out. Mm-hmm. You have um, also two expression pedal inputs because this is meant for to use with IK Multimedia software. So. Oh, okay. um, uh, the, the foot switches are so you can control things like amplitude and tonics and stuff like that. You can turn, you can assign, so you can have two foot switches, um, either uh, two dual foot switches or one dual foot switch and an expression pedal or two expression pedals. Or it, it's sort of any, it's a TRS um, uh, expression input. So whatever you right. have that has a TRS cable. Um, uh, also, the full MIDI as well, so it's, it's switchable via MIDI, or you can even use it as a MIDI in and out uh, for clocking synthesizers and stuff like that, which a lot of interfaces don't have. I've got a much, much more expensive interface here that doesn't have that. So, yeah, you know, okay. this is, I think, 129 US um, or 139 US or something like that. I'm going to say probably around the $200 mark maybe in Australia. I don't know yet exactly. Maybe just to 229 mm-hmm. maybe or 200 Uh It's a quite a good quality interface plus you get all the you get all the software bundles and all that stuff from micro multimedia which is tons of stuff but it also has which is really cool uh, a dedicated reamp out so uh, uh-huh. if you wanted to reamp anything you need a reamp box. i mean technically you just need a di and run it in reverse but i mean you have a dedicated reamp output which also means you can use it to capture amps with with their tonic stuff because so we, we, if you get this, it comes with Tonic software. When you get the Tonic okay. software, that means you can capture or, or um, profile capture, whatever you want to call it, your own amps with this. And because it has the, the uh, reamp out, you don't need anything else. Tonics can't. You can also get this Tonics reamp box, but you don't need it with this because it basically you can do everything with it. The only thing you can, can't do with this is you can't just capture the head. Uh, if you have a head, it has to be head and speaker because the Tonex box, you can run the head. It has a through for the cabinet, okay. but this doesn't. But, I mean, for, for the price, it's a great little interface. If you just need one stuff, in, yeah. if you just need one input, yeah. um, it comes also with a – there's an app to, to control it. Um, so you have this uh, like a software thing that where you can change stuff and you can do things to it. Um uh, it also has these kind of spe- little things that IK Multimedia puts on all this stuff where the preamp is either just a pure direct mic preamp or you can switch in a JFET circuit that, that kind of boosts the, the – if you use a guitar, it kind of boosts the guitar signal a bit. And mm-hmm. you have a switch between active and passive pickups, 
which it does something to the impedance. Like a little and pad. you have a thing called the Z-tone or Z-tone control, which is an actual manual control of the impedance interaction between your guitar and the the thing. So you can make single coil pickups sound fatter. You can make humbuckers sound thinner uh, by dialing that around. Uh, it, it, it's... And again, for the price, uh, bus power too. So USB-C bus power, no external power supply. Um, I think for the price, it's a killer little product. Mm. Nice, very and cool. That, that concludes my <laughs> that concludes my uh, official um, advertising promotional stuff. Uh, the snipers can stand down now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Cool. Well, my honourable mentions, just really quick, uh, there's a new Satriani model. I- Ibanez released heaps of stuff. Um, this was literally just a new paint job, I'm pretty sure. But it was cool, the cool Paisley finish on the the Satch, the latest version of the Satch signature model of the 24-fret thing with the sustainer. And uh, my last one, and it's really just to mess with Gabor. Yeah, thanks for writing some- that on there. <laughs> it's something he loves. It's the Mini Rat. Mini Rat. Uh, Gabor Gabor loves rats. He I love rats. I want to get. I want to get uh, hold of, of email because it actually came out a little while ago. But yeah, I think it was sort yeah. of. I, I emailed them before, but I haven't heard back from them because I've got every other rat pedal uh, basically. Yep. Um, oh, even got the rat rack. But you um, do. yeah, I want to really get R2 my hands D2? on it because I love rats. I'm a big rat fan. Nice. So okay, so you go mini for a rat. Yeah, I tried. I tried out. Yeah, it's not that yeah. mini. It's just. It's not as big as the. It's 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 about if you look at them side by side, it's about it's the same. I think if you look at a rat, which is quite a chunky yeah. box, it's the same height, but it's maybe not quite half, but more than half the width. Okay, so it's not that small. It's just skinnier. That's not really going to save much room on your board at all. No, but it's it's just no. something different. <laughs> um, just want to quickly mention also, I almost was going to uh, write it on honorable mentions as well, but I didn't see it until just not long ago. Ibanez released, I don't, I've forgotten what his name is, but it's a Tallman or Talman or whatever you want oh, to call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's a white one. Yeah, I watched I that I think it's too. a Japanese artist. I, um, I, I see someone. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's at a much cheaper price bracket because uh, okay. I think the only other one you can buy at the moment is the is it Yvette Young is that her name? Yeah, yeah, she's got a signature. Um, yeah, she's got that sort of green sparkly way. one, and this is a yeah. white one which look great. And, and matching I, headstock, which I like. Match, matching headstock, yeah, yeah. And and I remember, and it's one of those one of the many things I kick myself for. Um, you used to be able to buy some of the the old, the original series, um, Talman or Tallman or whatever you want, however it's yeah, pronounced. Yeah. I don't know, 10, 12 years back for nothing. And they were yeah. great guitars. They were really, really good guitars. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I, I do really like the look of it, the all white. It looks really schmick. Yeah. So that's sort of maybe another honorable mention. Sure, for sure. So, yeah, I seek a, or... Aichi Aisika Nito. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, some, a Japanese artist, I know. Yeah. Um, so it's cream and it's got the rosewood fingerboard. Yeah, I was watching um, the Guitar Geek on YouTube. He did his top 10. Oh, um, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he he chose that and he chose your Omnicord as well. 
as a, oh, did, oh, as a controversial, <laughs> like, you know, notable mention. I like Andy, Andy. Uh, yeah. Um, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> but he chose a few of ours because he chose the Sterling um, St. Vincent and the Hyperswitch okay. and the Binson Echo Rack. And, um, yeah. Well, he's into kind of odd-shaped guitars and stuff as well. I th- he, he likes all that stuff. So we, we, we're quite similar in that. And he lives in Austria and I'm from Austria. So, you know. Uh-huh. There you go. But he um one thing. I didn't see that he reviewed was the um that he liked his number one was the new Vox M50 Brian May, so you know the little oh that like mini amp yeah, yeah and it one. comes with a matching limited edition red cabinet and mm. yeah that looks really cool. I've seen cool. pictures on Instagram, but I haven't watched any videos on it yet. But I remember seeing the pictures could, on Instagram. You could buy that amp and then run your pickups out of phase using your Seymour hyper switch. Ah. Yeah, perfect, done. Because yeah, they did, didn't they do the Beetle amp too? The the like mini Beetle amp Vox a little while ago, mm. and they, they they seem to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's cute. And and we almost got through an episode. I'm going to bring it up, but the biggest release of the week, the Lizard <laughs> <we> Queen. <laughs> oh. I noticed there was no JHS on our list until now. Good old JHS. That was a great yeah. release video, though. It was. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah and they totally. sold them out like thousand they made of the big box ones and boom gone yeah and then there was some super limited ones with the inverted colors of the big box one and yeah, yeah. They, they they i mean josh scott is is a is a very smart guy i keep saying mm. that he's a smart guy and every receipt was handwritten to the owner so they were trying to stop the flipping they're, all, yeah. oh, okay. they're trying to stop people from flipping them like for ridiculous money so yeah they made out every receipt was handwritten by Daniel Danger oh, funny. to yeah. the buyer. So that's he said, if great. you want to sell it, you get you don't get to sell it with all of the candy, the case candy, mm-hmm. basically. Mm. And you'll be yeah. So I thought that was that was cool, yeah. like cheeky and cool. Yeah, because yeah. they're super cheap as well. Hey, they're like ninety nine US. Yeah, the the nano size one was really cheap, but yeah. they made the big box one, which was oh, three hundred okay. limited run, like the old US. big muff sort of size. Yeah. yeah. Right, seventy star. Yeah. There you go. Which I there think look go. way better than the little nano ones. Yeah. I, 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 I've been saying this for years. Yeah, uh, Electromonics should bring back the big boxes. Big everything. Big everything. But we need to get um, pedal, pedal train to make like monster pedal boards. <laughs> because <there's... laughs> just keep everything in perspective. So you got one, one that's that's a five that is 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 a trailer. You just put the wheels on, and then when you get to the gig, <laughs> you take in. the wheels off and just roll it in, and it's just yeah, trailer sized. I know I've oh. got the holy board, which I've got it as big as you can make it with mm-hmm. the expression thing on the side as well. Okay. And still, like you could, if you had those size pedals, you'd still only get about four of them on there. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to wrap it up there. Gabor, Rob, thank you so much for the emergency NAM meeting. This was lots of fun. (laughs) Breaking news. All right, we're going to get out of here. Hey, my thanks to Fretboard Biology, friends and sponsors of the show. And I don't know if Michael Schenker was at NAM, but if he was, you know what he would have said. Keep rocking. Keep on rocking. Keep on rocking. Indeed. Indeed. All right, fellas. Catch you next time. Bye. See you later.